This is a shock podcast. Podball Sportscast, the podcast that is disappointed that the season is over. Although, to be honest, we're relieved as well. We can finally go on a break. As if we didn't have enough breaks already this season. <laughs> I am Faisal American, and uh, today we have Nicholas John. Hello, hello. And Mivzal Malik. Yes, sir. Uh, the other guy isn't here. What's his name again? Uh, <laughs> The other flella. <laughs> <laughs> we sacked him already. Anyway, um, today we're going to focus on uh, Manchester City first before we take an overall review of the season. City, congratulations. Um, they won the treble after clinching the Premier League title, the FA Cup and Champions League. The second English team to have won it after, of course, Manchester United in uh, 99. City won the Champions League for the first time by beating Inter Milan 1-0 in the final. And this happened 15 years after they were bought by Sheikh Mansour. So let's put aside our personal feelings for Man City. Um, looking at their achievements, we can all learn a valuable lesson from them, right? It's hard work and perseverance, guys. Uh, no matter how many times you fail, you still need to get out, brush the proverbial dust off your shoulders and go again. So kids, never give up on your ambitions. If you keep at it, you will succeed. Of course, it does help to have a load of money as well to back you up. <laughs> I got a lot of flack on TikTok for saying that, Faisal. I wonder why. <laughs> well, the truth hurts, you see. But you, you can't escape the issue of money when you talk about Man City's success. Of the most successful teams in recent years, they are among the highest spenders, if not the highest. So, it's, it's <laughs> when you say spenders, I keep on thinking underwear. <laughs> I am such a child. Any actually. other word would have <laughs> But it, it's, it's understandable that, that people accuse them of spending their way to trophies. But then again, the same can be said for other teams like Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. You know, perhaps they didn't spend as much as City. But there was still a substantial amount of, of money, you know. It's not that you didn't mention Barca for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, yeah. <laughs> what about Chelsea? They spent the most. Oh, yeah, but they didn't win anything, you see. So I, I'm talking about teams in recent years. That have won. Yeah, that yeah, that's won. PSG is not in the conversation. Yeah. Right <laughs> um, but it, besides just spending, but okay, back, back specifically to City, mm. besides just their spending, I think there's a big elephant in the room which is the multiple financial fair play charges hanging over them mm. uh, because this means that until they prove their innocence in court uh, they will always be accused of having an unfair financial advantage over their rivals uh, but you know, to, to make, this, uh, make, make things clear the charges stem from offences allegedly committed back between 2009 and Oops. 2018 yeah alright mm. uh, so you know there's no allegations that they were treated that way this time around. This time around. But uh, you can also argue that whatever advantage they gained back then had a carryover or a multiplier effect mm -hmm. into this season as well. Mm -hmm. Because success doesn't come overnight, right? In, in football, you know, it takes a few years to build a winning, successful team. So there's a case to be made that 
whatever financial leg up they re they received back in 2018 or 2019 help them get to where they are today mm -hmm. right uh, but then again you know it, even in the event that city are found guilty it's very highly unlikely that any punishment whether it's points deduction or, or, or stripped of their titles or whatever uh, it's it's unlikely that that will be imposed on them for this season's results so on paper their treble is safe yeah the treble is safe but mm. there will always be that asterisk, asterisk yeah you know, at the end and the damage to their reputation mm. that you know the the the, the, the sort of it, it tarnishes things for them i don't mm. think they would care though just care about the silverware Tarnish silverware. Good point. I mean, we can all we can all um, debate on this, right? But the fans won't care. I mean, a trophy is a the trophy. trophy. So the trophy is in the car. Like yeah. Liverpool in the Champions League semis 2005, the ball crossed the line. Yeah, well, <laughs> regardless of what anybody else says. Also, <laughs> as we said, the last team to pull off a treble was uh, Manchester United. Guys, do you think United's win was more meaningful because of all this money? Because no, right now, and I think because so much time has passed, we've developed this romanticized ideal about United's treble run. Practically half of the team were like homegrown youngsters from the academy. They didn't just buy their way into it, as opposed to Man City playing a, a football manager video game with a cheat code, with a money cheat on. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. What I'm saying is, is this a valid argument or is there even a comparison between the two? According to hardcore City fans on TikTok, <laughs> they And you know they're hardcore because they're on TikTok. Yeah. And you know they're hardcore because they actually support City. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they existed on social media and suddenly I'm getting attacked by them. But uh, according to them, United also had money back during that trouble season. Yeah, but not to the extent of City's money. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Here's my take. Mm -hmm. Right. I I think in in this issue, it's it's not an entirely apple to apple comparison because, mm -hmm. uh, let's let's get this out of the way first. I think that City were fine with the best team in England and in Europe this season. Mm -hmm. So in in that regard, I think uh, that there's no debate. But I I also think that it's quite pointless trying to compare who's treble was better because there's so many factors that have to be taken into account. Yeah, I mean, football has changed. Exactly. Don't forget, United won 20, almost 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So football back then was a completely different ball game. Uh, the game itself, you know, players, fitness, nutrition, tactics, all that has mm -hmm. evolved and has improved yeah. since then. Uh, and you, you also pointed out that United had more homegrown players back mm. then compared to City's much more uh, international <laughs> squad, let's call Shopping it that. Shopping mall. Shopping mall. But okay, then again, is one approach better than the other? Right? I, I think, you know, if you were to nah. do a show, no, if you can do a show on that, I think we can sit down and discuss the merits or demerits of that for hours and we will not reach like a, a proper conclusion. But both, both were trebles. Both were, I mean, as of right now, both are earned yeah, fairly-ish, I think. Yes, and, and based on the performance, like on the pitch, I think no, no one will yeah. argue that City mm. are deserving champions this This time. one was more of an organic treble mm. from youth players, the academy. Another one was, um, yeah, let's, um, let's throw this money and see what happens. 
Yeah, but so that's what Chelsea did. Again, like like Faisal mentioned, the game has changed so much. That is the reality of the modern game today. So you know you can't blame City for for being good at playing that game. You know. Mm-hmm. To be completely fair to City, though, to be completely fair, non-biased take. Yes, the money played a big part, but it takes a lot of managerial experience mm-hmm. to help coordinate a team to win these games. I have to give it to them Exactly Exactly Because um, PSG have spent Similar money as well yeah, right? On managers and, and players Yeah And without A key figure Like Pep Guardiola Yeah 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 They will go nowhere Which begs the question right Is Pep the goat of um, Football managers? I think he is I, I really think he is It, it would be hard To argue otherwise mm-hmm. I think because Because he's one to treble, treble with Two different yeah. clubs now, and I mean the stats are there. How do you how do you argue with that? Mm. But but okay, here's the thing. I, I won't want to go get into that whole argument about which treble winning team is better. But here's my slightly biased opinion, right? Mm. Uh, in terms of pure entertainment value, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the the spectacle and drama, come on, United '99, right? <laughs> because look, they won the title by a single, the, the Premier League title mm-hmm. by a single point. Right. In the Champions League final, they needed two injury time goals mm-hmm. to beat Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. and you compare that to City <laughs> this season, right? And I, again, I'm not saying they they didn't deserve it, but you look at the manner in which they won it. Mm-hmm. Arsenal pretty much handed them. The, the Premier League title towards the, the, the latter part of the season. Mm-hmm. And in the Champions League, I mean, when everyone saw it, it was Inter Milan, come on, let, let's not <laughs> get around it. You all yeah. say it's a foregone conclusion, right? So, in terms of the drama and the spectacle and the excitement, even though, yeah, I'm a United fan, it, it, for me, I think 99, the 99 treble was it, it was, it was, it was It was nice to watch. Um, in comparison to the recent Champions League final, where it was not a fantastic game, but it was a it was a good and well earned <laughs> win. Let's be PC about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on from uh, the whole city and money and all of that thing, right? Uh, rounding up the Premier League season, Arsenal finished as runners-up after topping the league for over two hundred days. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like me uh, going on a date, thinking that everything is going well, and something is finally going to happen, and then poof, <laughs> I lose yet again. Story of my life. <laughs> Mine too. High five, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has got to be one of the. Biggest disappointments in recent footballing history, right? Um, yeah, one of it. Especially, I think, considering how well Arsenal were doing at one point. Because, mm. I mean, I know it's a bit of a joke. We all say, oh, you know, Arsenal did an Arsenal, right? Throw mm-hmm. it away in the end. But I, I don't think they have dominated the league in such a manner and then thrown it away. I think the last time they played that well, they actually went on and won it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in, in terms of disappointment, I, I can't remember like a bigger one. Okay, I've asked this question before, but do you think that um, this isn't a case of Arsenal choking? It was like throughout the season, they overperformed. Uh, they played well above expectations and then suddenly towards the end of the season, they just slipped back to normal Arsenal from past seasons. Well, in simple terms, in Gen Z terms, we call this falling off or you fell off in this case <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> fell off that's as much as I can and, I, and I'm pretty sure everyone will understand what I'm saying 
they it was this incredibly pumped up performance entire season and i swear at some point i admittingly said that they would win the league hmm. now I, i think all of us at some oh, point well, yeah. this season said arsenal were going to win the league well, were, at the very yeah, least yeah. they were looking very good to win yeah Let's move on to Manchester United. Huh? Uh, they finished third in the league under Eric Ten Hag. How do you guys rate his first season? <sighs> yeah, that, that's yeah. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, uh, it felt like a really long season under him. I don't know. With every match you watch, it's like it's like really playing with your emotions. You feel like at some welcome to football, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is what watching sports feels like. No, I mean, I mean, like in in the game itself. In one part of the game, you think they're like the best team in the world, and suddenly second half, oh my god, why are they playing like Chelsea? <laughs> I, 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 uh, Chelsea fans, we welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 um, I think overall, for a first season for a new manager, mm. he, he did all right. No, I think he, okay. he did a little bit more than all yeah. right. If this was like a rating, you know, you've got your med expectations uh, yeah. exceeded and far exceeded. I think yeah. it would be like exceeded, exceeded. because yeah. I don't think anybody expected them to win a trophy. Yeah, considering this was his first season, considering that this is uh, supposed to be a team in transition, mm-hmm. team yeah. in yeah. construction, whatever you want to yeah. call it. And I think the main target was a uh, Champions League qualification, right? Yeah. Mm. So I think by all things considered. Uh, He, this is a pretty good season for for Ten Hag, but I also think that a lot of supporters got a bit carried away at that one point when United were United way, fans always get carried yeah, away going on that on that winning streak, and then suddenly everyone is talking about oh we're going to win the league lah, we're going to win the treble. I, th- I think we got carried away. When we won the Carabao Cup and then we beat up Barca, I think that's when we got carried. That, 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 that was the peak. And then Mifsel started doing videos about how they're going to win <laughs> all four trophies this season, not just the treble, the quadruple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and uh, yes, I admittingly got carried away. Okay, I admit it. Yeah, but but I think if you put emotions aside and if you look at the results and you look at the stats, that that horrible defeat to Liverpool aside, I think uh, Ten Hag and United did okay this season. Mm-hmm. Okay, will we see a repeat of what happened with uh, with Oli? He finished second, <laughs> <laughs> and then look at what happened to him. No, I. I doubt it'll happen. I think uh, Ten Hag is smarter than that. Yes, and 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 also he seems to know. Only at times you kind of get the impression that he didn't really know what is happening. Mm-hmm. He didn't really know what he needed to do. He gave off that look. He really did. And it's not just the look. It's it's also the decisions that he's making, mm-hmm. the the, 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 tactic. know, the tactics and all that. Ten Hag seems to have a better head head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. At the time of recording, United are still in talks for a new owner, right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> we're we're going to buy our way to the next title. Again. <laughs> okay. It can go either way. It yeah. can be they can be either the next Manchester City or Newcastle mm. or they could be the next Todd Bowley. Th- How concerned are you very guys? very actually um I, i mean if if you had asked me like before the glazers mm. who new owner coming in i'd actually be like oh a little bit excited mm. uh, but then after what what we've seen under the glazers after like you mentioned what we saw happen at chelsea uh, i'm actually very concerned but guys he said uh, i mean like sources say that he said 
he's a big United fan and he's there to really cherish the club and hey, he's not hey, looking hey, for uh, a return. Is this uh, Ratcliffe? No, no, it's the other it's oh, the uh, Arab dude. Oh, the... Sheikh Jassim Sheikh Jassim The thing is What new Or what potential New owner is going to say Oh yeah I'm going to mess everything up I'm going to do what I want You know I mean, no, no, I mean Rat, 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 Ratcliffe Apparently said that If he can't buy into United He'll go to some other Club in the Syria yeah. Which clearly shows That you don't care about the club You just want to make money Or something Passion, yeah, it counts Counts for something But I, I, I don't think that Support for the club Or passion for the club Ensures success I think you need A good head on your shoulders would you, would you rather have Based on those two statements Would you rather have Radcliffe Or Sheikh Jassid I would rather have Someone who knows How to run a football club I don't care mm. If you're a supporter or not For me You you need to know How to run A football club That's the most important thing mm, Fair enough Because do you think Liverpool Without cooking the accounts Yeah Do, do, do you think Liverpool have done in recent seasons they've done pretty well under their fairly, fairly well, well under okay. their owners do you think their new owners are Liverpool supporters? I doubt it businessmen yeah exactly and, and there's nothing wrong with that you know and as long as, as, as you know how to run the club Newcastle will join City Arsenal and United in the Champions League it'll be interesting to see if the Magpies can maintain in that season right? That, that's always the problem right finishing the top four is one thing keeping up the momentum the following season is I think the, the real challenge uh, for Newcastle I think there's no doubt there will be some degree of rebuilding mm-hmm. uh, strengthening the squad of course now you know they've, they've got like this whole mm. new challenge in Europe and all that uh, but at the, same, at the same time I think this could go either way as well you know either they get in some good players and get even better than they were last season mm. or they bring in some new additions uh, coupled with the departure of some players are going to leave and all that and mm. then the, the new players plus the players leaving will lead to you know it, it'll disrupt the team yeah. it dis- disrupt the stability and all that and then they could struggle yeah I am predicting a drop off for Newcastle because mm. um, when was the last time that they actually played in the Champions League or Europe for that matter actually I think I think that they will play just like how Man City played early on before the mm. title winning season when, when they were very shaky in Europe because mm-hmm. clearly Europe is a different vibe from the league yeah so I think they, yeah, they will yeah, yeah. I mean there's the addition yeah, there's the I, additional I fixtures um, travelling yeah travelling to Europe yeah um, the pressure yeah but I won't blame them if they if they do fail to make it out of the group stage or whatever because you know it's it's a first time there's a first time for everything and they, they will definitely learn from that Competing in the Europa League will be Liverpool and Brighton. One of those clubs is happier about it than the other. <laughs> Are you laughing at Brighton? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Liverpool, we pretty much knew that it was going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, they, uh, the team the team was old, rickety, you know, they're going to undergo... An off-season of rebuilding Brighton though How exciting were they? (laughs) I was absolutely blown away By how fantastically well Brighton have been this past Mm. season They not only played Effective and attractive football But Mm. they also did it with A fraction of the budget And a change in management Yeah, yeah, but, but so many more restrictions in their way compared to some of the, the bigger clubs and yet they did so much better. Mm. Uh, although, having said that, with these restrictions, I mean like like financial constraints and all in place, I wonder if 
uh, a European campaign would perhaps stretch them a little bit too thin. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why they got James Milner. Yeah. Um, his experience will definitely uh, help them out. <laughs> but they'll definitely need it though mm-hmm. because uh, I that. I, they, have they played in Europe before? I, I don't. I no 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 right oh. exactly. So like like Mivzal was saying, the European game is a completely different scene altogether. So yeah. they, they will and need all that experience. And technically, it is going to be more difficult than if they had qualified for the Champions League because um, in the Europa they'll be going to further away places in Europe, like you know Romania, the Czech, Romania, the yeah. Czech Republic. That travel is going to kill them. Yeah. Oh no, poor Liverpool. <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, somebody is going to give you the Jocelyn Chia treatment sooner or later. Oh my god, I'll be famous! Yes! Interpol is going to come after you. Um, now, Chelsea had a horrible season by their standards and by our standards <laughs> as well, to by be honest. Everyone's standards. Anyone's standards. Even people yeah, uh, 12 in the league with more managerial changes than Taylor Swift changes boyfriends. A new owner came in, he sacked the manager who won them the Champions League, hired a replacement, sacked the replacement, and for the last few matches of the season, they hired the guy who was sacked so that they could bring in the guy who brought them that first Champions League. <laughs> uh, that pretty much sums it up, right? Yes, as confusing as that was, yeah, that, that pretty much sums And uh, next season, they will have Maurizio Pochettino in charge. Sounds like a bunch of people who don't actually know what they want. Well, okay, look, to, to be fair, uh, Pochettino actually did very well during his time uh, with Spurs. Mm. Uh, considering all the very well-documented restraints and setbacks and problems that managers typically face at, at Tottenham. Uh, so th- th- there's no doubting his track record, but I think that his success at Chelsea uh, will depend on the owner and what kind of support they give him, obviously. Uh, he needs to be able to get the kind of players he wants. And I think that the Blues have also been so bad this past season that they're going to need at least a one-season kind of buffer mm-hmm. to get their act back together again, sort of like a leeway for him to rebuild. Mm-hmm. If he gets that, then, you know... Will Bowley give it to him, though? Because here's the thing. They promised Graham Potter uh, would get at least two or three years to stamp his mark and look what happened to him. Yeah, so... You, that, that's the thing. You can bring in the best manager in the world, the best players in the world, but if you don't get the support that you need from the owners, it's all for so nothing. So you're saying Pochettino will not exactly, you know, drastically boost Chelsea's performance? Not immediately. Not immediately. But and, given the proper resources and the support, like Nick said, I can see them back in the top four. Yeah. Tottenham is next. Spurs were so spursy this season. Antonio Conte practically begged to be sacked. Uh, and next season, they have Ange Postecoglou in charge. Uh, he's a veteran. He's a journeyman. He knows how to get the stuff done. He did it with Australia, Celtic. I don't know. For, okay, this is a, this my, my personal opinion. I think Postecoglou is actually a bit of a... A little bit more of an unknown entity compared to some of the other managers. I mean, like you mentioned, yes, he has a, a good track record with, with the Socceroos and Celtic and all that. But uh, the Premier League, come on, it's, it's a mm. completely... You, you can't compare the EPL to the Scottish League or to you know the Australian national team. Uh, and bearing in mind also that Spurs like to think of them, themselves as one of the EPL's big clubs you know so the pressure Ooh. will be completely different that? Spurs fans 
so you know i i greatly i don't share your optimism mm-hmm. I, I, for me he's a bit of an unknown entity but i think regardless of who the manager is i think tottenham need to get their act together in terms mm-hmm. of uh transfers and spending and all that mm-hmm. and they need to sort out also very importantly the hurricane situation mm-hmm. as quickly as possible and if he's leaving they need to find a replacement yeah. as quickly as possible can you imagine this kind of scenario guys because um up until recently he was uh, strongly rumored to be moving to manchester united imagine if kane moves to united united win nothing next season well spurs <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the look on Kane's face Kane's that face. happened? Uh, <laughs> it's just look how he always looks like. <laughs> very much. <laughs> but Nick's take on, on Spurs is actually very positive. I would have just said Spurs will continue to be Spursy next season. Mm. Simple. Yeah, that goes without saying. Okay, at least, right? They're always good for a laugh. Well, no, but you see, you, you see, I put a positive spin in it. I don't think so. I'm just stating the things that they need to do. Mm. But Opt- we all optimistic, yeah, but but we all know it's not going to happen. So <laughs> like we wish it would happen. Okay, to round up our team review, let's talk about the relegated clubs. Leicester went down less than a decade after they were actually the bloody champions. <laughs> Joining them in the championship are Leeds and Southampton. Uh, Leicester is definitely a big shock, but for me, um, equally shocking was Southampton going down. Why? I mean, look at where, where they were, the players that they had mm. you know, in the past. You had people like, uh, uh, who were the players again? <laughs> <laughs> I read it! I read it! They had all these good players um, raided, mostly by Liverpool. By Liverpool. Yeah. They, they became yeah. Liverpool's feeder club. Yeah. Uh, Virgil van Dijk for yeah. one, right? And then... Um, they weren't able to properly replace yep. him. I just never thought it would actually end up in relegation. Yeah, uh, but but no, uh, for me actually, I think Leicester was the the, the biggest disappointment, uh, and not just because they were champions only so recently, but because I, I've always thought that compared to the others, they were one of the better run clubs in the league mm. uh, but I think ultimately um, they mentioned I think at one point loss of revenue as a result of uh, the pandemic coupled with also some pretty costly signings uh, mm. all that ended up you know being the undoing but I think the worst thing for them is uh, they now need an almost complete rebuild of the squad because players are going to be leaving in droves mm. now that they've gone down um, so not only do they have to fight their way back into the championship they need to get the players as well so I, I unfortunately i don't think uh, the foxes in particular are going to be back anytime soon so apart from teams uh, we also have a few other things to review from the past season and we're going to do the review via our second annual podball alternative premier league awards <laughs> number one what was the dumbest decision ever by a club owner? All who, of, who is not named Todd Bowley? Oh, oh man! No. I was going to say all of Chelsea's managerial sackings and appointments. <laughs> Leaves us to nothing then. Right? I think that's a default winner right there. <laughs> okay, most disappointing new signing for me, Raheem Sterling to Chelsea. Darwin Nunes. Really? Yeah. Mm. Did, did not live up to the hype. Mm. Yeah. Based on the hype, I, I, I think that uh, yeah, a bit of I think down. Sterling had a bit more uh, more hype going in, you know, mm. from from uh, Guardiola City going to Chelsea. He was expected to um, maybe not be as good, but 
would still carry Chelsea on his shoulders and look at what happened. But is that a Sterling problem or is that a Chelsea problem? I think it's a uh, both It's problem. a both problem, right? Yeah, but regardless, it was a very disappointing uh, signing. Granted, uh, Nunez also very disappointing. Yeah. Myth? Erling Haaland? Disappointment? <laughs> I'm just trying to get... Why, he, did, he didn't score 100 goals? <laughs> just trying to get us more engagements. <laughs> Look at Mr. Edgelord here. Ooh, soon he's going to be shooting up schools. <laughs> the, whoa, I did not see that coming trophy for most shocking result or incident in the Premier League. 7-0, Man United, Liverpool. Mm. Unfortunately, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Me for, <laughs> for the opposite. <laughs> for the opposite reason. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the Sam Allardyce Award for Relegation Rescue. It has to be Everton. Lah. Yeah, I think this is another default winner. <laughs> no one can argue with that. Yeah, based on form at one point, I think it almost looked like a certainty that they were going to go down. But somehow, I don't know, they managed to pull something out of the hat at the last minute. It's all right. There's always next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knowing that it is going to happen. <laughs> another relegation battle. <laughs> okay, with that, we've come to the end of another Podball episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I am Faisal American. I'm Nicholas John. And I am Mirza Malik. 